piercing the veil. Pranayama, the long and subtle breath that takes you to the threshold of the infinite world of possibilities. As you dwell on this state of asana through practice, abhyasa, you see gradually the breath is becoming increasingly soft, easy. You start to notice your breath more and more as you inhale, exhale. And as you notice the breath tends to get longer, deeper, softer, taking you into deeper states of relaxation. There are moments when there is no breathing at all, but the breath is suspended. And when you want to consciously do this, the practice is called pranayama. Tasmin sati shwasa prashwasa yoha gati vichheda pranayama. It's like one leads to the other. Tasmin sati means on having been in that state, which is reference to the conflict-free state asana to kyutu. And when things unfold in your practice spontaneously like this, you develop a great desire to go deeper. You learn how to regulate the breath according to which time of the year, which phase of the day, measuring exactly the lengths of inhalation, exhalation and retention. You learn various effects of weighing them, of alternating the nostrils, of controlling through the throat and so on, and much more. And this leads you to experience the profound joy and healing effect of the breath in a mode of what Patanjali describes as a long and subtle breath, dirgha sukshma. That is, the breath is getting progressively softer and subtler. And then you experience a spontaneous suspension of the breath where it stops on its own, without any effort. Padhanjali calls this Chaturthaha, the fourth. Apart from inhalation, exhalation and deliberate retention. This is spontaneous suspension, also called Kevalakumbhak. This is a significant milestone, a breakthrough. And this leads to a piercing of the veil, the barrier between the inside and the outside. Tatakshiyate prakashavaranam. This is the breakthrough of pranayama. Just like the breakthrough of asana was to take you from the world of objects and introduce you to your own subjective world, breakthrough in pranayama gives you a glimpse of the subject itself. It's the piercing of the covering of the light. The light 
referring to you, the subject, to you, the seer. You feel you are less material, more aglow. You feel free of the dead weight of the physical body, the senses and the limitation of thoughts, free of their boundaries. You experience beyond inside and outside, beyond me and the other. You wonder, can this veil that covers my being be pierced forever? This thought announces a fundamental status change. You know from here there's no going back. You're now a confirmed explorer. Quiet the life when you are the sanctum. Pratyahara, from having experienced objects, you now experience the essence and it changes your very outlook to life. Now you want the ultimate. It is like a vivid, lucid dream you had where you see a beautiful classic granite structure high up in snow-clad mountains kissed by the clouds in the midst of the ancient glaciers and pristine snow. It's an abode of stillness. It's like you once heard of a place high up in the mountains that was said to be so ethereal and pure that it felt like a doorway to heaven. So you took great pains to go there. You walked on many roads, through many stops and shops along the way, saw so many mules and their guides, and finally you had to take hundreds of steps that were lined by crowded stone houses, a ramshackle lodge, a debris-ridden cement courtyard, a dam at the back to stop flood, a flood that probably occurred only because of gross violations of nature's sanctity by us, the pilgrims. So after all the life and death effort that you put in, this is how you get to see heaven, full of objects, weights, and the same deformities of our lives on earth. What is the point of embracing the altitude sickness, the palpitations, the breathlessness, the hypothermia, the disorientation, the nausea. If you were to see so much of your cluttered life back home, even here in heaven, you come back home disappointed, haunted by the shadow of that mess, wondering how you got it so wrong. Many months later, one early morning, you see the same abode in a dream. It's exactly the same structure, but without any of the steps, shops, houses, without any trace of wants, burdens, expressions. Just the tall, oval, pristine granite form standing in the foreground of the great peaks, 
serenaded by the glaciers, surrounded by hillocks of freshly fallen snow, with no gravel path for the feet, no sellers of ritual objects, not even a single human footprint. And even the sanctum has, as its centerpiece, not a man-made sculpture, but it's just a jagged rock formation, like the back of a bull. It is a scene belonging nowhere but to the very heaven it belongs to, with you there, but without a trace of the body, as if with the dropping of the effort to own it, possess it, unite with it, all the dross, dark, all the material, all the decadence, all the debris, all that is perishable, including your own body, dropped away, revealing its true form as made out of light of your own eyes. So with the eyes closed, with the five-dimensional vision of all the senses as one, just the heavenly form in the sanctum of your very own interior. Patanjali says, this is a fruit of the state of Pratyahara, Svavishaya Samprayoge, Chitta Swarupanukara, Ivendriyanam, Pratyahara. In the absence of union with their objects, the function of the senses is now to follow, as it were, the nature of the mind itself. Pratyahara can also be called the very definition of abstraction, where the senses reveal not the object captured by the external eyes, but the very essence of that object as seen within, as a vision sans its physicality, its materiality, where you get to realize how, from the moment you emerged from deep sleep, from that spark of a moment, you actually have created the entire world out there, the entire seen world called the universe, from your name to your identity, to your near and dear ones, to your goals and ambitions, to your fears, your entire world. It's your universe created by you, including the laws that govern it. It might match another's, but it didn't exist when you stayed blissed out in deep sleep. You know now that there is a world beyond what's out there that the senses bring to you, that the mind makes as real every moment. You know that no matter what your location, age, status, you can, through this process of abstraction, where you disconnect the senses from their objects, you're free to internally travel, to go where you will. And this marks in you the birth of the traveler. 
you sigh, and in a flash, your entire pain is summarized and expressed in the warmth of the breath, in the moistening of the eyes. A line plays on its own. All that enjoyment is not in the world out there. It's in your own self. And so is all the pain. The yogi says, You, my friend, are now neck deep in the pool. It's time for the deep end of yoga. You are ready because you are ready to drop that struggle. Ananta Samapatti Ready to be absorbed into the endless infinite. It's time for you to tell your fears. It's okay. Let me drown. But I'm relaxed and so I will not drown. I will be. Pratyahara The glimpse of abstraction. It's a threshold in the journey from Bahirang to Antarang, from the external to internal. Till here, the word travel was okay, but from here it will not suffice. We need to visit the term called Yatra. Chalati Yatrahi Chittam. Etymology says, it is Yatra when the Chitta moves and not just when your legs move or your body moves. It's when the Chitta goes, it's Yatra. And when we say Chitta, it's not the mind going unconsciously. It's more like you travel half a kilometer from the sweet shop to the market square and it took you half a day because you followed every small feeling you had and what each of those feelings made your eyes notice, what they made you do, what you felt like enjoying and engaging with, a sound, an aroma, a charming face, a child that pranked you. You tasted some new sweets. You heard an old man's story that he wanted to share with you. You picked up a quirky old flute. So many things. It's like that half a kilometer was one entire life lived. Only because you know every moment how you felt. And that feeling made you notice so many things, made you do so many things. That's the texture of a yatra. And if it's a matter of the chitta traveling, the chitta can travel without moving the limbs too, as it does when you are telling a story, as it did 
in that revelation in the dream when you went back to the mountains this time in all purity and as it does when we are engrossed in painting or playing the instrument yama niyama asana pranayama the four external limbs of the eight limbs called ashtanga and the threshold of pratyahara now it's time for the last three internal limbs and this is about the yatra eyes set on infinity a smile lights up the road ahead the yogi says take the super highway called the five yama on that smooth road without any signals crossings or blocks your body is the superb royal car that follows the road signs and signals niyama and guided by an eye that can see the entire terrain in all its dimensions the driver is sitting effortlessly alert to the cues he gets but gaze relaxed focused on infinity a smile on the face the driver the yogi is also the passenger and he has placed his car on autopilot the autopilot is asana which makes all the moves without any effort on the part of the passenger come driver in this warm bubble of ease that is the interior of your luxurious car some elevating music is playing and sitting on the back enjoying you are the indweller you don't have the slightest cue about the super speed the car is on that's how good the highway is how good the car is the navigation is sublime a gps that takes its coordinates from the stars themselves from the ether itself the supreme gps is pranayama it automatically says where to go next what a way to travel life on autopilot guided by a cosmic gps ah the way the universe has made to make available this possibility and so the only thing that seems to move ever so slightly barely subtly is the breath the visual effect that the high speed creates this kind of a scenery you can't get at a lesser speed where it's not about a particular meadow or a lake or forest neither is it a particular moment of a crimson sunset or the rising of the moon it's all of nature as beauty itself nature not to be inferred from its bits but the very source itself the very code itself revealed and yet before a particular frame can be frozen in memory the scene has changed 
You feel like how the river must feel as it hurtles down the mountains at great speed, never pausing for a moment, never able to recall a single view of the terrain it covers. It's just a singular immersion in beauty. The entire scene world, a constantly changing reel, but there is no presence of a distinct present and past time to say, that reminds me of, or let me capture this scene. Enjoyment without the shadow of memory. Or oh, the sheer joy of seeing, the sheer aliveness of it. It's just you, the seer, and just that nameless, labelless, originless, bodiless whiff of beauty. The scenery changes, the highway meanders, but Prakriti, the created world, seems unchanging, constant, like she is a goddess, so clear and present as the source, and yet so clearly absent as a form. And then you're able to also see that it's your mind that's in this state when it is bound to one place. Deshabandhas chittasya dharana The yogi calls it dharana. Where the mind is bound to one place or object and right now to your eyes so that your sight is not out there not in here. It's just bound to what it sees, locked in absolute sync, with no gap, and therefore no outside, no inside. You're aware only of the beauty, and not the changing detail, just the beauty, just the flow so smooth and uninterrupted, like how a fan that revolves at high speed looks. You don't see the three hands, but just one smooth, transparent disc. This even state is described as Tatra Pratyai Katanata Dhyanam. From here, the hum of the car, the flow of nature, the feel of the highway. All of them now seem to just be one sensation where there is no separate picture of the car or even the notion anymore of being in the car. Even the body seems to have disappeared. Even the sense of I exist, of I itself seems gone. Just the one sensation, as if beauty stands as truth, on its own, apart from any phenomenon, including you as the meditator, as if it has always been without a cause, as the timeless essence. Tadevartha matra nirbhasam. The yogi calls it samadhi. He says, just the artha, shown of the form, it's just the effect, the essence alone that shines. No trace 
of where it came from. No trace of any source, effort or experiencer. As if you the traveller have disappeared in the wake of this beauty. Disappeared into Swarupashunyam. The absence or disappearance of the form. The sense of identity of the doer into Samadhi. Tadevartha matra nirbhasam Swarupashunyam eva Samadhi. When there is only the object without the consciousness of one's own self. There it is, the yatra. When the entire mind goes, it's yatra. But then it also follows that the mind itself thins out. And from looking at objects, one's sight is turned towards itself. As if the eye uses its faculty of seeing to see itself. All this travel, all this research, it simply means that you are not the only one who is thinking like this. So many adepts, travelers, came, realized and are gone. Whatever they experienced, they just wrote some formula, taking care to directly or indirectly leave one question behind, as a human being, what can you be? But before that, to be or not to be is itself a decision you have to make to take up the science of yoga. Fascinating, isn't it? That it's a decision to be or not to be. Maybe many have missed being because they fail to just say that all I want to do is to be. Fascinating as this yatra might be. Let's now see what can this explorer's art called yoga do for me? <laughs> 